Welcome to our channel. As you take your time to listen to God's word today with us, we believe and pray that this sermon will be a blessing for you as well as your family. Amen. I have a word for you this morning. Today is not heart and soul, so I don't have three hours. <laughs> I have 40 minutes. And I have a word. I want to respect the time of you. I want to respect the time of the Holy Spirit. And I know the Holy Spirit can do things in 40 minutes what he can do in three hours also. Amen. I mean, if you believe that. But we are not going to limit uh, the work of the Holy Spirit this morning. And uh, I want to just leave room. I've never, I've practiced never come in the way. And uh, I have a word for the church actually this morning. And when I say church, you are the church, each of you. So you've got to receive it first. And then you've got to believe it for the community together. And God is doing something real special in your community. I sense that. And I'm very honored to be here, I must say. And this morning, the pastor used this, this word transition. This is your seventh year. How many of you know in the Bible, seven is a very important number? There's something about seven that's going to really change and take shape this year that you have never seen before. So get ready. I'm going to speak on transition today. How about that? <laughs> this is made long ago. This was sent to the team long ago. But this was a word the Lord planted in my heart. I was praying for the church. And uh, only I, after I came here, I came to know this is the seventh year and all the stories around it. And that was the moment I knew the Lord wants to do something here in this year. So are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Ah. When the worship leaders talk to you, please respond. When the pastors talk to you, please respond. We have to be a responding church. I like the whole illustration of golf clap. I'm going to use that with your credits. I love it. Let's look at Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41. If you have your Bibles, open it. If you don't have your Bibles, I will, I, I'm going to pray for you that you come to church with the Bibles. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Even if it is digital Bible, please bring them. Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41. For those who have not brought your Bibles, it's on the screen. Don't worry. Just, just remain in this word. And I'm going to read it. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. If you have, if you have your Bibles, please underline that line. Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling the 30th verse but in the he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing 
Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. The 48th verse says, But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Like I said in the verse 35, I want you to underline all of you because this is something the Lord is going to do to your church. It's not New Year service. But still, the Lord can do it right now. Don't wait for the new year, for the new things, for the transitions in your life, for the changes in your life. It's happening today. As I'm releasing the word, I want you to receive, especially all the people who are in the ministry team, I want you to stand with me and receive this word because it's going to be very important. You're in, you don't understand the timeline. You, the Holy Spirit wants to really remind you, you are in a very crucial timeline in this city for something to really turn around. You are, you are not existing in this city by accident. It's the work of God. Some of you who have come from different places, different states, different cities, you're here planted. See, that's, that's the thing about when God begins to work, you know, a lot of times He uses the people who are local, but then He also brings people from different parts of different areas and different, different parts of the world. You know, I was never dreaming of going out of Mumbai. I'm a proud Mumbaiker, only I support in the IPL Chennai. <laughs> but I'm a proud Mumbaiker. I'm so proud that I would tell people, you know, I love the chaos. You know, if you've been to Bombay, I love the traffic. I was obsessed with it. To the point if I travel outside for some days, so if, say for ministry or work, I would really miss home. I would really miss the chaos. And then the Lord began to do a work in me in 2019 and 20. Two years consecutively, the Lord started speaking to me that I'm, try I'm going to pack your bags and you've got to get out. The first year, 2019, I resisted. I wrestled, I fought with God, you know, I did everything possible, plead, request, beg, ask Him not to send me anywhere other than the place that I'm planted. I'm planted in a local church where I've been, like some of you, been there from the beginning. Ten years I've served, I began my life and ministry as a worship leader. I became an associate pastor. Everything was great. But here's something I want to say to you prophetically. When everything is great, is where you need to start praying. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I spoke uh, this prophetic word to somebody, I don't remember who, but growth is greater than comfort. You growing up is very important. And when pastor just shared about the plans and the pastoral induction, I'm so happy. You know why? Because in the kingdom, there is always progress. Kingdom of God is progressive. If you're stagnant, you're in the flesh. I'm talking to everybody now. If you're stagnant, if the ministry is not growing, if people are not coming, if people are not able to come and find Jesus, you are in your comfort zone. And the Lord wants to really nudge some of you before you walk out of this place. You have to understand, write it down, growth is greater than comfort. And the Lord worked in me Three people, one of them was a stranger. He reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and says, the Lord is speaking to me and he released that word into me. He sent me a voice note, I have it. I'm not faking any of this. He said, there is a transition coming for you. And I was so, by, it was a one minute audio, I, I suppose, I don't, I don't remember it well. But, but by the end of that voice note, my heart sunk. And I was like, Lord, not again. I prayed so much for this. I want to be here. Why do you want to take me out? Then in a few weeks, we had a meeting in the church and one of my spiritual leaders in the city is a father of that city and he came he was ministering, he looked back and he said, the Lord is planning to move you out. <laughs> but then that day, I realized, I, I, I remembered so many heroes in the Bible and I understood there's no point in fighting this now. If the Lord has decided, let me as well just get ready and get out. But with a heavy heart, I, we as a family were praying and towards the end of the 2020, a woman of God from US, she, she's a black, and black American woman, she came. She's very dear, we call her Mama K. Her name is Karen Woods. Uh, she's a very aged, partially blind, prophetic leader, worship leader. She was eating dinner at my place and then she said, I want to pray for you, Presti. He calls me son. And then as she was praying, she said these things to me, same things. You will be associated with the church and ministry, but at the same time, I'm seeing a whole new ministry, a whole new dimension of God's work in your life in this next season. You've got to be ready, son. And that was enough because too many confirmations. And then 2020, COVID hit. And the Lord started working in me, in my heart. Then I changed my prayers. And I said, Lord, I need peace with this. 
I don't want to be I don't want to be restless number 1 2 when I speak to my leadership my pastors that they should sense the same spirit that will talk to them they will feel it the same way and uh, we took few months and then we spoke and i'll cut the story short january 2021 i packed my bags a guy who said i'm never going to leave mumbai packed my bags left mumbai and came to trivandrum the ha- the idea was not to plant a church but god said go the thing with god is he tells you where to go but he never gives a plan why you know because you will quit if the plan is given to you you will say you look at the plan and say ah this is going to be trials <laughs> i'm not up for this god so we went but the first week onwards there were so many miracles that the lord started doing in my in our family the work the business that i'm doing now we started a digital business there and uh, we were able to serve to many different organizations across the world and a year later the lord started speaking to me and my wife about planning a church we were working with the young people few of them about 5 6 young teens the lord gave to us we were working with them just fellowshipping spending time leading a time leading them in a time of prayer worship and those things but the lord did something and we planted the church and this october we complete a year but i can see the hand of the lord in that church in that community and i often wonder i shared the story for you to know often you will fight and wrestle and you don't want to go where god wants to send you same thing happened with jonah when the lord said go to this place he went to some other place and it's very important to just follow god and follow his direction and some of you this morning you're going through a transition in your life and god is going to tra- make a transition in your life in the coming days and months all those people who are going to be inducted as pastors that's transition for you in your calling in your ministry here the verse 35 jesus says let us cross over to the other side change several definitions for transition it's from one state to another subject to another place to another change is a movement development or evolution from one form stage or style to another a musical passage leading from one section of a piece to another change The Holy Spirit wants to make transitions in our life this morning. The other side represents we were hearing about destinies yesterday how God has a dream for your life 
and how God expects you to be in that place of your destiny. The other side represents your God-given destinies. The plans and purposes of God for your lives. And Jesus wanted to take the disciples through that transition. We say, okay, he's asking them to cross over to the other side. But there was a spiritual transition happening with the disciples. Jesus is giving us the pattern for transitioning into a God-given destinies. And it involves six steps. I'm going to go through it quick. Number one, follow the right leader. Write it down. Follow the right leader. Who is our leader? Jesus. As you're sitting here, God has appointed a leader in this house. He's the father of this house. But who is this leader? Who is my leader? Who is your leader? Follow him. When Jesus said, cross over, let us cross over. He was implying that his disciples come along with him in that transition. I'm releasing something for the church. God has appointed a leader in the house. When he says, come along, let us cross over. Don't sit comfortably in your seats. Don't worship. I, I loved another term that Pastor used. What is that? Couch worship? What was that? Because the spirit of the Lord is taking him to some place. And you've got to just follow. You've got to transition with him. Don't stay back there and say, but this was good. This experience was good. This atmosphere was good. Those breakfasts were good. Sometimes we can become too comfortable in the place that we are in. And we don't realize what lies ahead is much, 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 much more greater, grander. For you to see that, you need to develop faith. Because only you can see that with the eyes of faith. And that is, what, that is what you need to pray and ask God for, faith. We are Christians sometimes, we are by the textbook. We have been reading from the time we are saved, faith like a mustard seed. I'll tell you, don't have faith like a mustard seed. You need faith like a watermelon. Because then only you will be in a certain pace and be in a, in a place where God wants you to be, in your God-given destinies. Yes, Bible says you can use the mustard seed faith and move mountains. We're not here to move mountains. We're here to conquer. If you want to conquer the city, if you want to conquer the other cities around, and Pastor Madurai will not be the only one in the Tamil Nadu. Let me say it prophetically. As I was worshipping, I saw five cities in Tamil Nadu. God is going to give you. Five cities. Write it down. Make that your prayer to God. 
in your personal time five cities and the lord will give it at the right time to you follow the right leader jesus always led and his disciples followed sometimes you need to stop going ahead of the leader the leader is to lead and they know how to lead because they carry the anointing to lead it's not for everybody what you got to do is follow and some of you god is going to work in 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 an area of submission i see certain challenges with some of my young friends here i'm not going to point i'm not going to touch my hand on you but i know that i sense that yesterday there are some things i can speak publicly there are some things i'm very careful of not saying but i pray for them submission is going to be very key so follow the leader the pattern hasn't changed we have to follow the right leader and we all follow jesus this year is uh, a year of anchoring right jesus is the anchor jesus is the only one who knows where you are going and how to get you there and our great leader will transfer that to the appointed leader and it will be given to you and all we got to do is follow sometimes following is tough you ask pastors how challenging it is if there are other pastors they will know it's very tough to lead you don't understand you think it's easy to come up on stage and you know give some nice couple of good statements and it's on you know the pain and the hurts they carry it's very tough don't add to their suffering stand with them and lead both of them not just pastor i look at families and then the next verse says 36 verse what does it say yeah 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 that's it left the multitude so that brings me to the second point you have to leave the multitude behind they left the safety of the crowds because they wanted to be part of something big something larger the choices listen to me young people the choices you make on a daily basis will determine your transition later am i talking to someone remember philip you know story he left the multitude to lead an ethiopia unto the lord how many philips do we have in this room some of you really need to leave this too much of over hangouts and invest your time into leading people to the lord 
the multitude mentality is one of mediocrity and negativity the multitude is more concerned about conformity what is conformity behavior in accordance with socially accepted conversations or conventions the multitude is more concerned about conformity than commitment i'm not saying crowds are bad crowds are good in the right environment and this is a very healthy environment you bring them here hang out in the upper room cafe what a vision i have dreamt of this in trivandrum and i was really amazed I was looking at everything in that cafe are you with me in the same verse the disciples in jesus got into the boat that brings me to the third point you have to be willing to get on to the boat you have to be willing you have to be willing to get on the boat now listen to me very carefully i'm going to really pause and say this a boat what is it is a vessel that enables you to do something you could not do in your ability and you know what the disciples had a physical boat then what is your boat you want to know what is your boat is the local church this is your boat the church is the vessel god has constructed to help us reach our god given destinies it's the vehicle that provides protection direction encouragement and accountability so when you're out there and you are fighting this battle all alone and you are trying to think by yourself why am i alone why do not why don't i have friends why am i isolated you know why because you are out of the protection you need to be here i'm not saying 24 hours 7 times a week 7 days a week but you need to be here under the covering under the protection under the guidance under the encouragement many of many of you are fighting battles alone you are so discouraged so discouraged by the things the trials the challenges the issues in your life and you have nobody to share to but just sink deep and deep into that and eventually the enemy is just waiting to destroy you but this place is a place of encouragement so you got to be in this boat turn to your neighbor and say i'm going to be in this boat accountability this is a whole uh, like a series of sermons 
accountability. Everybody runs away from this one. No one, nobody wants to be accountable. You've got to be accountable. Number one to the Holy Spirit. Because He lives inside you. He knows every rubbish you're doing. You cannot hide. Number two, be accountable to the church and to the leaders. I'm glad there are more people now to, you, you can be accountable to in this church going forward. Accountability is going to be very important because accountability protects you. Go to a church. I believe this is that church for you if you are if you're somebody who have not, never attended this place and you're here for the first time. But you've got to be planted in a church which has Jesus right in the middle of it. It's fellowship, it's teaching, it's preaching, it's worship, it's songs, it's prayer, it's giving. I believe KCC is for you. What is the 37th and 38th verse says? Jesus and his disciples were in a storm and Jesus' disciples cried out that they were going to die. I want to say something, watch your confession and that is why that confession before the sermon was very important. I'm glad you do that. Watch your confession, what you confess out of your mouth. We must be careful about what we declare, especially during the storms of life. We must remember to say what God says about every situation. Stand on God's word and its promises. And God's promises are yes and amen. That brings me to the fifth point. Learn to handle the storm. You don't need special training for this. This training happens in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like I was sharing yesterday, I'm going to re-emphasize on that. It's very important as a church, it's good, of, it's good to fast and pray, it's good to learn the word of God, it's good to teach, it's good to train, discipleship, all that is great. But it's important to walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because that's where the Holy Spirit teaches you to handle the storm. Learn to handle the storm. The last thing God spoke to me and hang on by faith, I hear something different from Him. That should be our attitude. Verse 38, Jesus was what? Sleeping. I was asleep on a pillow. What did he do? He just got up. And he rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea. And I'll tell you, the wind represents the unseen forces. The wind represents the unseen challenges. And the waves represent the seen forces. Can you see the wind? 
they are unseen but you can see the waves sometimes just the wind is enough to get us off the course so learn in the presence of the holy spirit how to handle your storm how to handle your trials how to handle your challenges that brings me to the sixth point allow your faith to grow allow your faith to grow is anybody sleeping lift up your hand and say amen Romans chapter 10:17 it says so then faith comes by what hearing and hearing by the word of god what is jesus saying in the 40th verse what he said jesus cried out and said why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith something is going to come up on your screen write it down if you will get to know jesus during the quiet times of your life you will know him during the storm is holy spirit ministering to you if you will get to know him you don't get to know him by just singing i need you more i need your presence but it's just waking up in the morning and saying the first thing daddy abba i need you i want to know you i want to know your plans for me for today reveal your heart to me father can you get personal with him don't make your prayers religious i don't think god is interested in those prayers that you have said again and again and again so much that you have by hearted your prayers so much that every time the pastors asked you ask you to pray you have nothing more because why there is no revelation there is no walking with god there is no quiet times if you learn to know jesus in your quiet times you will know him during the storms I'm praying and believing that you will walk in a new revelation of Jesus in this new season. Not the Jesus you you knew from the time you got saved and accepted him. Many things could have led you to make that decision. I'm excited for the people who are going to get baptized soon. But I'll tell for those those who are going to get baptized, do not forget this jesus that you have tasted because after a point of time jesus becomes so ordinary in your life let's get a revelation of where he wants to take you individually and then take you The 41 verse says they feared exceedingly and said to one another who can this be but even the wind and the sea obey him 
let us cross over to the other side and allow God to transition us. You know this famous verse? Pastor, can I take a few more minutes? 43, I share 43, 18, 19. It says, do not remember what the farmer thinks. KCC, I want to say this to you, all of you, from the pastors to leaders. Yes, God was amazing in the last six years. Do not remember what the Lord did yesterday. This was my prayer this morning. I can't, Lord, move today and come here and stand with the same thing of yesterday. It's going to be something new and fresh. Do not remember the farmer things. Be with me, church. There's something the Lord wants to speak to the church. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, streams in the wasteland. Hmm. How many of you have seen with the eyes of faith streams flowing through Trichy? A land that nobody wanted. A land that nobody cared for. Your faith can really take the city to a whole new dimension. Even physically. I started being very aggressive about Trivandrum. Why you know? Because when I got married and I started keep, you know, I started coming to Trivandrum for these small vacation breaks to meet my in-laws and spend time with them. I realized Trivandrum is the financial capital. Uh, Trivandrum is the capital of Kerala. But it's so dry, your financial capital is Kochi. For now, for whatever reason, that city grew, that city has the bus. And somehow there was so much of resistance in the city. They were not ready to give up the culture, the tradition, very conservative. And they were holding the city back. When I moved in, every time I meet friends in Kochi, I meet friends who are flying from different countries to Kochi. Why? Because there's nothing in Trivandrum. I told them five years from now, you're all going to fly into Trivandrum. I tell the Kochi people, I'm not saying your time is over, but our time is starting. And I challenge the church, he can make streams in the wasteland. When somebody said nothing can come out of this land, when the enemy said, I will not allow anything fruitful to come out of this land, you and I were God's called, God's chosen, when we prophetically release the word of God, the dreams of God over the city and over its people, we are no more in the natural. We're in the supernatural. You've got to see that with the eyes of faith. So do not remember the former things. What is remembering? To call to mind, to be thought of, to hold it in the mind. But I'll tell you, here's one thing that the Holy Spirit is warning against. 
don't make a memorial don't dwell in the former things yes the lord did the lord worked but don't dwell on it don't dwell on those former things because you're going to dwell if you're going to dwell there he cannot do a new thing and the holy spirit is asking this questions this question to you shall you not know it do you not know it do you not know it in other words it is very possible for god to do something really new better grander more bigger than you have ever seen or experienced before but you can miss it because you're still worshiping the enshrined memory of the past don't make it a memorial be thankful for the wonderful memories be thankful for all those great stories and great testimonies in the last 6 years but that's not your trophy because if you're going to get stuck there and say oh this was beautiful this was amazing and dwell on it and make it a memorial the lord wants to on the other side in the 7th year do so much grander so much bigger than you could ever think or experience you can miss that are you with me church so don't be a prisoner of the past even if it is good or bad be thankful for the wonderful memories because it's time for a new thing god said behold i am going to do a new thing kcc i'm speaking to you prophetically behold the lord is saying i'm going to do a new thing new thing come on receive it new thing individually as a church as a corporate church i'm going to do a new thing but in order to see that happen you got to let go now of those wonderful things that the lord did praise god for them be grateful always look back and be grateful but don't dwell there because he wants to do a new thing in your life as i was praying the lord spoke three words to me i get these few words even when i speak prophetically it's 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 promptings actually i wait for the prompts i don't pretend that i know everything God has in store for us as a church or as individuals but I do understand that the word transition in this context of the church implies movement 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 let me even be be more a little specific transition speaks of movement progress and going forward transition sometimes also looks like leaving one place 
to go to another elisha couldn't get to bethel without leaving gilgal elisha is the same with Jer- jericho he couldn't get to jericho without leaving bethel so transition means leaving something behind something's behind transition is something that requires your participation transition cannot happen by accident it has to be intentional transition is a choice to cooperate and move with the holy spirit so there are three three things i hope i can get that on the screen so i want you to look at this number 1 letting go of the old number 2 trusting in the work of the lord and number 3 possessing taking hold of the new behold i'm going to do a new thing kcc says the lord and i i'll tell you something about transition don't think it's going to be easy it's going to be very hard i'm talking to my dear friends who are serving here with the pastors it's going to be very hard sometimes some things will come into your life some invitation from the holy spirit will come into your life that can be hard to do the reason i shared my story is some things are going to happen similar i believe here so don't just say okay this is great i love this don't hold on to it because most of the time the holy spirit really doesn't tell us exactly where we are going he just witnesses to our spirit that our time in a certain place or certain condition or an environment is getting ready to change and i sense that here in this room this morning i'm in that environment of change i'm in that environment of transition i hope you sense that too and then we must decide if we want everything god has prepared for me for us as a church or are we going to settle for the comfortable or let me say this are we going to settle for the familiar it's easy to settle for the familiar and for the comfortable it's very difficult to say yes to god for the hard things and that was elijah's role in elisha's transition Elijah wanted Elisha to receive the mantle because he had poured into his life for 10 years but he knew Elisha had to want it enough to transition he had to want it enough to let go of and leave the comfortable and the familiar to go after the unseen and the unknown and transition can be a squeezing place because it's in between 
It's a place where you have left where you were, where you were adjusted, where you knew what to expect, where you had a pretty good handle on everything. And now you don't have a handle on anything. And I will also say this transition is a place where your faith will be tested the most. It's a place where you're tempted to grumble and start looking back to the old familiar comfort zone. You remember Israelites? God was providing. But still they wanted to look back at Egypt and say, but that was good. If you're moving, move. Don't look back. Don't say this was good, this was better. I'm talking to the people who are standing with the leaders here. That was a better space. That was a better environment. Pastor, I know you invested a lot in this place. But I want to challenge you this morning in the spirit. There is a better coming for you, even in terms of space. And I'm seeing a space without boundaries. I see multitudes of people worshipping and those have no walls. He's going to give that to you. So don't get familiar, KCC, with this space. Thank God you made wonderful memories here. And keep making good memories. It's always good to be thankful and look back and thank Him. But don't hold on. Don't make a memorial. I want to say that in the spirit. Transition is a place where you either break through or you break down. It's a necessary place because it is the proving ground. Hmm? All the people who have are going to get um, graduated from the leadership college I'm speaking to you. This is going to be a proving ground for you specifically. I sense that in my spirit. It is where you prove to God by your actions and your attitude not just by your actions, but even by your attitude that you're more interested in following Him than being comfortable. I think one of the most, I'll say this in close. Sorry, I know I've stepped beyond time. I think one of the most exciting and inspiring things that I learned from the story of Elijah and Elisha was this. Elisha went beyond his mentor. You want to know why? Young leaders. You want to know why? Because number one, Elisha pushed for more. Come on, where are the leaders? I'm talking to you. Elisha pushed for more. 
some of you have been praying for the pastor's anointing to come on you it won't be you have a fresh anointing from the lord that god is going to put all the people who are graduating from the leadership and the pastors can you stand up i want to get into a ministry time the lord is speaking some things joshua you I want to tell and speak to you guys this is going to be a proving ground for you this is where your actions and your attitudes will be tested by the lord and how elisha went beyond his mentor is one he pushed for more you have to you have to really ask for more there is more for you all of you don't think others it's not for you it's even for you but specifically they are in this season i believe a great transition is happening in their life number 2 elisha had developed his appetite elisha had developed his appetite you got to develop an appetite It's okay to sing, I'm hungry, I'm desperate for you. But appetite is something else. Appetite is like a lifestyle. You slowly build that and develop it. When we say we have a good appetite, what does that mean? You made it a lifestyle. You know how much you need for the body. you understand that and then you receive the food and eat it accordingly you need to build stronger appetites for the word of the lord for the holy spirit to minister to you number 3 is going to be very important and there is nothing wrong in this Elisha didn't just want what he saw in and on Elijah he wanted double double of what the Lord is doing in his life and his wife and through their ministry in this church God can pour the double portion on you it's not to make him small it's not to replace him but in fact it's the fuel for you to grow out thank you for listening to our sermon today we hope that it was a blessing for you as well as your family if you would like to support our ministry you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org/give and if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel please subscribe and hit the bell icon to be notified on our upcoming sermon We hope to see you next week with another inspiring sermon. Until then, God bless you all.